Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. us more hungry for his presence and I just feel like that's what God is doing so just be encouraged he's here and let's welcome up Pastor Tracy for the word hello ladies hello so good to see all of these beautiful women in this place and um, it's really just my pleasure to be here with all of you Um, wow I just feel like I feel God here I feel like um when we were praying um, just for our, his spirit to move, like I just feel like this heat going down my back. And um, I, I experience God in a lot of different ways, um, but I feel him. I feel like a tangible presence of him. And I really truly believe that God is pleased when we come together as women as sisters in the Lord and encourage one another and worship him and make him the center of our gathering. So um, I'm, I'm just thankful that he came to join us. So, wow, he's welcome at, in a women's event. I'm, I'm yes. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm really glad to be with you all tonight. Um, and I'm glad to worship with you all tonight. I was just thinking, it's interesting. Um, I was sitting up front. I was telling Chelsea as I came in here, I was like, I just feel like a little more nervous than usual speaking. And I thought, why is that? And I thought, wow, um, I have not, like, been on this stage sharing a message at a women's event since 2020. Because the last time I did, we did it online when we were not in person. And I'm, like, so thankful that we can come together. Um, And at the same time, so much is, right? Amen? At the same time, so much has happened since then. A lot has happened. And um, I want to talk to you guys tonight about perseverance, but first I'm going to talk to you about struggle. Um, And I want to just share with you guys a little bit about a struggle that I um, had been dealing with. And it started like around the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020. And I feel like we can refer to years now because everything is like pre-pandemic, post-pandemic. Okay, so it's a little bit before the pandemic. Um, I was just feeling tired. Like, just, uh, I don't feel like (laughs) doing stuff. Like, feeling not motivated to do things. um, Feeling like, this is just too much. I don't feel like doing all this stuff. Um, People were calling it burnout. um, And that's before the pandemic started. That's before, you know, we didn't know what was going on. And we were all scared that we were going to, you know, get sick and die. You know, it was like all this stuff. And, you know, it was before the election. It was before, you know, the, the people uh, in the streets, you know, shouting for justice. Like, I was tired. And I really was just getting tired of, like, the daily responsibilities. The daily responsibilities of keeping your clothes clean, keeping food in the house, um, cooking dinners. Like, I have to tell you all, I'm so over planning meals. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of that, okay, Um, (laughs) right, but it just, everything just seemed so heavy and, like, just too much. I was like, I do not want to go to the grocery store. I don't want to do anything, and I felt not motivated, 
Um, but also, I was like, well, maybe I just need some rest. And then I was like, well, maybe I just need some excitement, something fun, something different to, to happen. And the more I felt, thought about it, I just realized I felt like I wanted change in some areas of my life, but felt completely powerless and unable to make those changes and unable to figure out, okay, what are the next steps? And I was, I felt like frozen. I don't know if you ever felt that way, but also stagnant. Like I need to move, but I don't know how to move or where to move. And I was just thinking like between now and then, wow, some stuff happened. <laughs> you know, like it was so much happening. But I don't know if, it, if you guys can relate to this feeling of feeling heavy, feeling stagnant, feeling like you want to make some changes, but like how? And like you trying, but you're, it's like you're just hitting a brick wall and you can't get through. Like you may have had financial struggles. You're trying to buy a house or you're trying to get debt free or you're trying to just be able to stay above water because uh, I've been there. Um, or maybe you're having job or career struggles or you've had a time where you were like, I'm sick of this place. I don't want to go to work here anymore. <laughs> I don't want to deal with these people. Or you want to come into, um, you know, maybe you're not working in your field. Like you study to do something, but you're doing something else and just frustrated and not knowing how to get to the next place. Or we could have relational struggles where um, it could be in your marriage where, um, and this is very common, you keep having the same argument for year after year after year, you're still arguing over the same stuff. Or maybe it's that <laughs> you want to get married. And you're like, God, hello, I want a husband. Where are you? I mean, these things where you're like, you feel like you're just, you're trying and you're not getting anywhere and you feel like you have no control. Can you guys relate to that? We've all had these kinds of struggles and these struggles sometimes feel like they will never end. Like you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like is this ever going to, is there ever going to be breakthrough? Is there ever going to be change? And so um, I wanted to share with you what I've been reading uh, in the Bible. And you know, the book of James is uh, a book of wisdom, kind of like um, out of Proverbs or part of um, uh, some of Psalms where it's just James like wrote down, he was the brother of Jesus and he wrote down just some really good wisdom for us to learn from. And I'm like, okay, this is wisdom. And so, okay, what does the word say about struggles and trials starting in James chapter one? Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I don't know about you, but that is not encouraging to me. Consider it all joy. Ha, 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 ha. So much fun. It's so much fun going through trials. It's just full of joy. No, it's not. Nobody likes trials. No one enjoys feeling tired or stuck. No one enjoys looking for that breakthrough and you just can't see the end of the tunnel. You're just, it's not, it's not joy. But the wisdom that came from, you know, this, this man of God that they thought to put in the word, he said, consider it all joy. So we have to at least consider it. Just consider it. Doesn't mean that we have to be like, okay, but consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Yeah, it's not fun. Um, but, he, but he said, 
because, you know, the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And I thought, you know, this word is just standing out to me, persevere. So let's just unpack this word perseverance. Perseverance is persistent in, persistence in doing something despite difficulty or continued effort to achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. Um, I've encountered opposition. I have encountered failure. I've tried at stuff that did not go well. I've been a part of something that I thought was going well, and then it exploded. Like, oh, that is not going well. Um, and so you hear this, um, you know, perseverance. We're supposed to persevere, and it's joy, right? It's joy to persevere. Well, I don't feel like it. I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling it. I'm tired. I don't feel like doing this. And then you look on, on uh, social media, on, on Facebook, Instagram, and everyone is just prospering. <laughs> they're just having their best lives ever, and it's so easy, and they're on vacation, and they're ex- all these things. And, um, you know, and I'm like, why is everybody else prospering? But can I tell you guys something? Instagram can be a little deceiving. Uh, deceiving, hello. Have you seen there's, um, what do you call those things? Filters. So uh, everyone doesn't have clean, perfect skin. Um, you get a picture. You try to take pictures. Anyone have a small child that you try to take pictures of and you're like, or a dog, forget it. You can't get a picture of them. But the ones that are on Instagram are the ones that for the one second that your child was behaving well. Yeah. Oh, this is him. But before he was screaming or, you know, running away from you. And so, yeah, so we see these things. We see people around us prospering, which makes us feel even less joy. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so happy for you. That's nice. <laughs> My kid is, you know, pure joy. Let me persevere, right? But if we continue on in this, in this word from James in, cha- in verse 12, it says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood that, the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And I don't know about you, but I want the crown of life. Um, the crown of life to me, like we can just dream about, okay, what is that? You know, we have this crown of life of eternal life. We know that when we receive Jesus, we receive the gift of eternal life. But he, he promises us if we persevere, we will have the crown of life. And to me, like I like crowns. I like tiaras. I like bling. I like sparkle. I believe that God's crown of life is even more beautiful than any Tiffany jewelry. You know, it's just like I just imagine like, okay, here's this crown of life. And it says that God promises that to us. He has a promise for us. And so that is something, you know, it's not joy persevering. It's not joy watching other people prosper when you're not prospering. But God says he has a promise for us when we persevere, and it is the crown of life. Now, side note, I'm using, Diane always says that, side note. The world's promise is not always God's promise. The promise that you see on Instagram, that you see on Pinterest, may not be the promise that God has for you. Because he's the one that makes the promise. He's the one that gives the reward. And so we can't, like, make a vision board or a Pinterest board of what we think our crown is supposed to look like. God already has a vision board and a Pinterest board made for all of us. And so we often want to decide that goal, but God has a goal. 
And his goal for us is way better than we could have imagined. And the promise that he has for us is not just in this life, because he does have a promise for us in this life. But the other promise, the promises that he gives us are eternal, and they last. They're things that last. Like, you know, so many of us in this, in this housing market, it's very frustrating trying to buy a home. And we see people in these homes, and they're so luxurious, and that's nice, but homes can burn to the ground. I don't know if you guys know this. You know, you're not taking that home, that home with you anywhere when you die. It's just, it's wonderful, and I want all of you to prosper and have a beautiful home and have parties and invite me over. But, but the truth is, God has something very wonderful for you. And he may have a house, but his promise is his promise, and his reward is his reward. And so we don't always know what that promise is going to be. We don't always know what that crown of life is going to be, but I can tell you that it's going to be good. He's trustworthy. You can trust him. You can trust him about, okay, how, how are you going to bless me, Lord? And you can trust that how, whatever the blessing looks like, it's going to be good. It's going to be better than you think. And I'm telling you this from personal experience. I'm telling you this from walking with people for years and seeing God work out in their lives as they persevere through the hard things. And it's funny, I, I think about, I was thinking about this, about how it's hard to trust God for, for God's promise. Um, and I think about when we first started this church, we had a lot of young single men and a lot of young single women, like in their um, 19 to like 25. And a lot of the women wanted to get married. And they would always come to me like, how am I going to get married? How am I going to find that guy? And I, I still have these conversations, but I had them a lot when we first started the church. Yeah. And so I might have even had this conversation with some people in this room. But anyway, um, and they would say to me, they would say, how can you trust God for God's promise? Like, shouldn't I like be picking and looking? And I'm like, and they would say to me, this is what I always thought was funny. What if he's ugly? What if he's ugly? What if he's a nerd? What if, <laughs> what if, what if he's shorter than me? What if, what if I'm not attracted to him? And I was like, do you think God is that mean? <laughs> that he would give you some ugly, broke down man? <laughs> like, he's better than that. He is way better than that. And so you could come up with this list of like what you are looking for. You can come up with this list of what you're looking for, but believe me, if you wait for God to bring you a husband, he's going to be, you're not going to, he's not going to have you marry somebody ugly. That's just not how he is. And I remember, I'm going to tell, I'm going completely off, off the rails now. But when I was single and going to this church and looking around like, which one is it? Which one is it? There was this pastor guy that liked me that wanted to take me out and he was nice, but I was not, you know, not like excited to see. <laughs> and I was like, God, is this you? Like he's a pastor, like he's a pastor trying to talk to me. Little did I know that I was going to marry someone that became a pastor. But I was like, maybe. And I thought to myself, I could not kiss that man. <laughs> Bless him. He's probably a blessing to whoever he's God's promise for. But I, and you know what? God did not have him for me. And, you know. I like my husband. I'm happy with him. God gave me who, who I was supposed to have. So I went off track. 
We can trust God. He's good. He will give you what you need, what you want, and what you don't even know you need and want. You can completely trust him for that. And it's not just for a mate. It's for the house. It's for the job. It's for whatever thing that you were asking God for. He has good things for your life, and he's a good dad. He's not going to give you junk. Like what, you know, like you have a dad and he gives you like, you know, well, we, I, I've, I've received some not so, but he's a better dad than our earthly dads. He's a better dad than our cheap grandparents. He's going to give you a good, <laughs> he's going to give you a good gift, right? Yes, he is. And so when we, um, when we are living our life, we have two paths to, to choose from. We have the path of this world. Or we have the path of God's promise, this crown of life. And basically, there's a difference between the two. If we're looking at, um, you know, the path of this world, a lot of times it's short-term gains. Short-term gains, like it's eter- versus God's promise, which is eternal rewards. You know, short-term gains meaning um, it's kind of like the microwave food. Like I'm starving, I'm going to heat something in the microwave. But you know when someone's been cooking something all day and it's been simmering and it's been getting all the flavors, it's so much better. It's so much better to wait. Um, it's the path of this world versus the path of God's promises. What feels good right now versus coming into the promise of God that God knows that you need. Um, it's It's... It's, it's the difference between what is comfortable now versus being able to have a legacy, a hope, and a future. Thinking about what's going to benefit your children and your children's children, what your, you know, what your life is going to look like. And it also is the difference between what I think is best, hey girl, versus what God knows is best for me and mine. And I will tell you with all humility that God knows what I need way better than I think I know because I have been humbled to think how many times are anyone happy that you didn't get that thing that you were praying to God for if you haven't experienced that let me tell you from someone that's a little older we need to have God's best because sometimes the things that we're focused on is not what we need hmm okay So we can get focused on the wrong things, though. And I talked about how this, you know, social media is lovely to keep up to date with everyone. But if there's a pressure, like we see all these things on, and I say Instagram because it seems like there's all these pictures and everything. But I don't know, TikTok, whatever you're looking at. Um, But I'm going to read to you out of the Psalms, out of Psalm 49, verse 16 through 20. Do not be overawed when others grow rich, when the splendor of their houses increases, For they will take nothing with them when they die. Their splendor will not descend with them. Though while they live, they count themselves blessed. And people praise you when you prosper. They will join those who have gone before them who will never again see the light of life. People who have wealth but lack understanding are like the beasts that perish. And so you may see people prospering that are not living for God. But... Even if you, whether you're prospering or not, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, we all go to the grave. And so (laughs) we don't get to bring this stuff with us. We, what we do get to take to the grave is um, salvation, eternal life. 
we do get to take to the grave is the people that we've shared the gospel with that are going to go before the Lord and be saved. What we do get to take to the grave with us is that we led a life of following God before our kids and our kids have this legacy of, oh, my mom was, you know, a woman of God that prayed and she prayed for me and I, you know, live a life of God and my children lead a life of God because that's the legacy that you give when you live your life before your children. That is eternal. That is eternal. That's not an Instagram picture. But that's what we'll have people talk. Oh, my grandmother. My grandmother. Wow. Whoo, Holy Ghost. My grandmother passed away from COVID in May 2020. She prayed all of us into the kingdom. Ruth Penn. She prayed us all in. And she, you know, she, she, I just think about that. Wouldn't you like for someone to say that about you? Like my whole, everyone in my family that saved, I saw her on her knees praying for all of us, taking us, dragging us to church, making us wear dresses to the holiness church and hair pulled back tight where you can't see anymore. Yep. She shared us, the Holy Ghost with us and we're all saved now. So thank you, grandma me. Um, but so, you know, when life gets hard and circumstances um, are not going the way that we want, we can get really down. And that's, I was experiencing that in 2019. And it didn't just, you know, go through that little season. It went on for a while. I was tired. I did not feel like doing things. I was not motivated. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I really um, just wanted to like lay in bed, look at TikToks, watch, you know, binge watch Downton Abbey and whatever else was on, you know, like bake stuff and eat it like and it was really cool there for a while right like we were all home you know quarantining and I was like oh yes we'll bake oh yes we'll do this oh I'm not gonna wear makeup for like forever you know like all these things but then like I just wanted to stay there because I was like I just don't I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm over it I don't want to deal with this stuff um, and let me say something I am the first person to say take a mental health day I'm the first person I'm sure I've said to many of you in this room be kind to yourself Self-care is important. You need to Sabbath. You need to rest. You need to take vacations. You need to, you know, I say sometimes to, to um, mothers of small children, okay, you don't get a lot of break, but um, take an extra long shower and leave the kids with, with dad and just be in there for a long time where nobody's bothering you. Like whatever you can do, make a way to get, you don't have money, go for a drive on the intercoastal with, with your husband and like, like be creative. I am all about mental health days. But let me tell you something. This is overemphasized in our society right now. If you look on, you know, Instagram stories, on reels, whatever, you know, take a mental health day. No, you don't have to do that. Like, okay, some stuff, we can say no. I am not someone, I am not a workaholic, and I'm about some relaxing. And if you know me, I'll send you a TikTok. You know I'm looking at TikTok. Okay. You know that. But it's overemphasized and it can become a distraction when we have to live life. And at some point, we have to shake it off, like shake off the lethargy, shake off the lack of motivation, and do the God stuff. Rest is good, but if you only rest, you're just going to stay still and you're never going to come into what God has for you. You're never going to experience that crown of life. You're never going to be an overcomer because you're just like, well, it's too hard and I'm too tired. Well, get some rest, pray, and get up and do something. And I'm not telling you that because that's what, that's what the Lord had me do. Like I, had, took a, I took a vacation and I was still feeling that way. And I realized, hey, wait a minute. I need to spend time with God. 
I need to hear the Lord because just resting is not going to do it. It's not going to do it. And so if we just stay still in our trials, in our struggles, we will not mature and we will not come into the promise that God has for us. And I want you ladies to hear me. This is not a word of correction or admonishment or anything like that. This is a word of encouragement. When we are going through trials, we have to remember who we are. We are daughters of the king. We have to remember where we came from. If you think back over your life and think about what God has brought you through and what you've been through with the help of God and where you are now, you're not a, a, you know, sit on your butt kind of person. You've been through some stuff and God has brought you through hard times and allowed you to prosper. So don't give up now. Don't, don't give up now. We're overcomers. We have victory in Jesus. And let's not forget how far we've come. If we could, if you can get through what you've been through in the past, there's so much more you can get through in the future. Amen? So this is the point I I want you to take away with you. God will redeem your purpose when you persevere with him. God will redeem your promise when you persevere with him. He has a promise for us. We have to persevere with him. Just like I say, you know, good things don't just fall from the sky. God empowers us to come into what he has for us. Hebrews 10, 36 says, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you'll receive what he has promised. So you may ask yourself, what is the promise of God? Well, the promise of God is not the same for all of us. What has God promised you? If you don't know, You need to ask him. You need to spend time with him and be quiet and listen. He has more than just heaven for you after you die. He's faithful. He has things for you now. And so I'll tell you, after a time in that difficult season of just one thing after another, 2019, 2020, into 21, in that time, I spent time with God. I spent time soaking, like just spending time in the, in the presence of God, just being quiet before him, praying like I never prayed before. Because when you're in a trial and you don't feel like doing anything, you do not feel like praying. Who makes you feel that way? It's not God. It's the enemy. He doesn't want you to come into the crown of life and the promise that God has for you. But God is saying, just come to me, daughter. And so I spent time with the Lord. And he began to remind me of dreams that I have had from years ago. And, and I was like, well, how am I ever going to do that? And then he began giving me ideas in the secret place. He gave me ideas. And then I had to step out of my comfort zone. And it was not comfortable. It was like, I'm not used to doing this. I don't want to do this. What if they reject me? What if I try to do this and I fail? I don't want to tell anybody. I'm not posting that on Instagram. What if they say no? You know, like, um, but I came out of my comfort zone and I'm actually now beginning to see some fruit. And I say that to you, not you know, not to be like the people on Instagram, I'm telling you how it got there. (laughs) And it's not all the way done yet. But I am seeing some light at the end of a very long tunnel. And 
it's not because I rested. It's because I decided to come and spend time with God and seek him to redeem the promise in my life. And I'm going to continue to do that. I hope you guys will do that with me. Um, you know, when you are going through a difficult time, you ne- we need to continue to go with, your, with our cares, with your cares, praying for that husband, praying for, for your children, praying for that career, praying for that um, ability or character trait or breakthrough of the sin that, that keeps tripping you up. Like, you need to persevere. You're able to persevere. And in this church, we aim to be a place where people are empowered to overcome. And I sit in this room right now, and I look at a room full of overcomers. I know your stories. I know y'all been through some stuff. I've been through some stuff. But you have, we have overcome hard times, and God has so much more for us. Let's not grow tired now. Let's continue to be overcomers and let God redeem that promise that's in each of our lives. So in closing, I want you guys to just take a time to just silently, you can close your eyes if you want to, um, but ask God, where am I not persevering? He'll show, he'll tell you, where am I not persevering? And then I want you to even just silently make a commitment tonight to persevere. And what does that mean? It means spend time with God, get direction from him, step out of your comfort zone, do things scared, go to church regularly, be around believers, and look to grow in your faith. That's what it means to persevere. That is how you come into the promise of God. He has a crown for you. So I want to pray for you all. Father, I thank you for these women that we have here tonight. I thank you, God, for all of them, even the ones serving in the, in the tech booth back there. Thank you, Lord, for them. I thank you, God, that you have a promise for each and every woman under the sound of my voice, that you have good things for them to do in their future that you have given them the ability to overcome and that they are empowered by the Holy Spirit. And right now, I break off every lie and every hindrance that has kept them from persevering. Right now, I join with their faith and declare that they will persevere and come into every good thing that the Father has for them. I thank you, God, that you will Speak to them if they make time for you. That your word says that you have a promise for us. That you are faithful to speak to us. I declare over you that you will redeem your promise when you persevere with God. I declare just blessings over each and every woman today. I declare empowerment over you. I declare in Jesus' name that you will come into every, every good thing that the Father has for you. That you will leave a legacy. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So ladies, I just, um, I want you to make this fresh commitment. I'd love to hear testimonies of how you're persevering and the fruit that you see. 
Um, but I want to also invite you, if you want prayer, extra prayer for an area of your life where you want to persevere more or you want to hear God more, Chelsea and I will be up here at the front to pray for you. Um, if you are not going to receive prayer, there's some refreshments in the back. We would love for you to stay around, stick around, and share with other women, encourage other women, be encouraged, and have some cookies. Amen. <laughs>